Are you feeling stressed, overwhelmed? As a highly sensitive person or empath, we can feel these emotions on a regular basis. And if you add in the current global climate that I have heard called the Corona Coaster, and the stress and overwhelm can actually feel unmanageable. So in this episode, I discuss strategies to help and why some of our past techniques may not be working. Hi everyone, this is Kavita, Certified Empowerment Coach and Hypnotherapist, and you are listening to the Enlightened Heart Podcast, where we explore topics that empower HSPs and empaths to go from surviving to thriving in the world. I use my years of coaching, my personal experience, and my training to provide deep insights and implementable strategies to help you thrive. fellow HSPs and empaths. I'm sitting here today and I'm feeling like I am on the high of the Corona Coaster, which is why I decided to record this episode today. The reality is that my mood, energy level, and overall sense of well-being can shift and change on a daily, weekly, and even hourly basis. And it's actually normal to have fluctuations in mood as an HSP or empath, or even just as a human being, actually. But what happens when we have a global pandemic, collective trauma caused by the loss of life, jobs, businesses, loved ones, all the natural disasters that have been happening, all the divisiveness if you live in the US, and then you add that to our own personal struggles? What happens? as you can imagine, is what people have called the Corona Coaster. And this can feel even more like a roller coaster for us as HSPs and empaths because one of our traits is that we feel things differently. So anxiety, stress, overwhelm, feeling like it's too much, wondering when will this end with the hope that when it's over, there will be some relief. Well, um, if you haven't already figured this out, things are not going to go back to normal. And depending who you ask, this may not be a bad thing. Things the way they were functioning were not working for everyone. And a lot of the spiritual teachers that I follow keep saying that this is a big shift, a big shift in consciousness, a big change. So what I've been noticing overall on the individual level is what has been hidden is rising to the surface. And this can be also happening everywhere, right? So not just on a personal level, on a global level, a national, state, local. And what you could escape by numbing or busyness or whatever it is that your go-to is or your go-to's, you can't escape it anymore because you have to face it more and more. It's actually like feeling like it's in your face. So I just wanted to talk about what are some ways that we can deal with this. I'm going to describe why this is so hard in addition to what I already shared and why some of your strategies may not be working. So my goal is that you leave this podcast and come with some real tangible strategies that you can use to help manage the Corona Coaster. So Why is this so hard? I did share with you about the multiple layers of what's happening around us and the things that we could hide from, we can no longer hide from. So besides that, as HSPs and empaths, we love to understand at an intellectual level what is happening and why this feels 
so hard. So as you may or may not know, as an HSP or empathy, you are a deep thinker. And so you like to understand things. So I want to start with the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So some of you may be familiar with the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and I'll have a link in the show notes if you're not. And it is a pyramid. And the bottom of the pyramid are your physiological needs. So, you know, food, water, things like that. The next level is safety, then belonging, then esteem, and then self-actualization. So most likely you were in the higher part of the pyramid before all this happened. And as soon as we had to do shelter in place and we had to be home, you dropped down to the safety part of the pyramid and maybe even the physiological part of the pyramid because, you know, we went to grocery stores and things were not there or um, you were concerned if you were going to get the food you need. And so then that threatened the physiological level. So then it makes sense that the higher levels of being are no longer a priority. So um, one of the things that I've noticed is that the chakras, if you're familiar with the chakras, have a really, really cool correlation with Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Now, it's not exactly the same, but there is some correlation. So I realize that the physiological level, um, it goes with the first chakra, which is the root chakra. It's usually red, and that's our physical grounding in the world and our needs. And you go up to belonging and esteem, and that's the heart center and somewhat of the creativity And then you go up to the self-actualization, which is somewhat tied to spirituality and intuitive guidance. And so the reason I'm bringing this correlation to you today is that just like a stack, right? Imagine a stack of blocks, right? Imagine your chakras kind of like that. If the base of the chakras are not steady and strong, most likely the uh, chakras above them are, are going to be shaky and unsteady and you're not going to be able to feel your creativity, right? You may not be able to access the third chakra, which is your power, right? You may even be feel cut off or numb and not be able to fully be in touch with your heart or your voice, right? So your throat chakra may be impacted. Your intuitive guidance, your connection to spirit, all that can be impacted if you're not feeling physically grounded, safe. So this is also why this is so hard because there's only so much control that we have over our physical safety. We can follow whatever guidelines we believe, right? There's a lot of people that are arguing about what is safe, which makes it even harder, right? Because then you may not really know. And we are now constantly in this state of survival. So when you're in that state of survival, you're in fight or flight mode. Okay. And whether you're conscious of this or not, when your survival is being threatened, this is like a low level in your life, right? This is there. You're wondering, you know, is someone going to get sick? Is someone you love going to get sick? How can I keep safe? And it's like this whole level of stress, right? So one example of this is I remember the maybe second time that I went to the grocery store and, you know, there was a line, I had my mask, I had, you know, all this stuff, I had my list, I was ready, right? So I go in and, you know, people are not looking you in the eye and you're trying to avoid others and you get what you need and you leave as fast as you can. I remember putting my stuff in the car 
taking off my mask, washing my hands, cleaning my hands, and like letting out this sigh of relief. And I realized I was like gripping my shoulders and gripping everything because it was so stressful to go to the grocery store, right? Because there was a sense of safety being threatened. So normal activities that we would do as human beings, those are being threatened, right? So now that creates this higher level of stress. This creates the sense that we're not feeling safe and it can impact all the other things, right? The other part of this, if you're open to it, is the astrological perspective. Now, I'm no expert and I actually just follow people that are experts. And so what I've been seeing in summary from these people is that we're in a period of deep transformation and change and that we have a choice to acknowledge this or hide. And as you know, change in life is stressful, right? So if we're in a deep period of change, then that can create higher levels of stress. And then we also feel a lack of control, which also contributes. Okay. And so according to one site called Divine Harmony, they say we've completed a 38 year cycle and we're entering a new 33 year cycle. And there were five eclipse portals, you know, and we have to be open to higher learning. There's a lot of shadow work. And so there's a need for us to find common ground. Hopefully this is giving you more information about why this feels so hard. So now I want to switch and talk about why your current techniques may not be working. So when you're adding everything that I've talked about so far, and maybe some things I missed, when you add all of this together, it's no wonder that the usual meditations that you use and whatever other techniques just don't feel like they're making a dent and difference, right? Because your level of stress is higher, okay? You're at a higher baseline. Let's say your baseline level of stress is higher than before. And so before maybe a 10 minute meditation brought your baseline a little lower and you were able to function and feel better. And now a 10 minute meditation doesn't match your energy and you feel restless and you just want it to be over. Okay. So that is part of the reason those things are not working. So one of the places to start is by working with your mind first instead of those techniques. So you may have heard that Carl Jung said, what you resist not only persists, but also grows in size, which essentially means if you focus on the negative, the fear, what isn't working, you get more of that. If you focus on what is going well, gratitude and service to others, then you get more of that in your life. So this is the time to start shifting your story and shifting the perspective. Now, not saying ignoring what's happening, not saying to ignore the racial injustice. I'm not saying to ignore all the things that are going around you. What I'm saying is look at what's happening, do what you can, and then shift the story. Okay. Instead of saying something like, when is this going to be over? I'm just going to hide and I want this to be done. When you hear something, an event, hear a story or a memory, you know, these things have to go through your brain to be processed before you can perceive it. So, you know, if the lens that you're looking at or looking through, let's say, is one that is colored with negativity, it is colored with things suck, right? What, what are you focusing on? What is the lens that you're looking on? And what are you resisting? As Carl Jung said, you know, that's what's going to persist. That's going to grow. So be honest with yourself. Be truly honest and say to yourself, what have you been resisting? And then that's persisting. Be honest with yourself and say what it is that you're resisting. 
So in order to work on your perspective about the events and pay attention to the stories that you're telling yourself daily or hourly, what are you saying in the discussions with friends, family, and others? What are you saying on social media? If you're on social media, take a good look at that. Take a good look at what you're saying and what you're thinking. What are you telling yourself about the external events? Your thoughts and the stories you tell impact how you feel. And they can make you anxious and feel overwhelmed, right? So if you want to feel less anxious, tell yourself a new story. Think about how you can see things from a different perspective. Maybe focusing on what is working versus what isn't. Maybe a gratitude practice. Our brain's default is to focus on all that isn't going well, which this is not going to help you overcome your anxiety, right? Overcome your overwhelm. So can you look at what is going well in your life? Can you look at the things coming to the surface as something that we can now deal with, right? So there's different ways to look at that. Again, not rosiness, not everything's going to be great and perfect, right? But really focusing on the truth of there is a lot of good. There still is a lot of good. What is working in your life, your community, your family, right? Start to think that maybe keep a list. And you know, maybe next time you do your 10 minute meditation, you start by being grateful for the things that you do have and that are working in your life. Another suggestion is to listen to your physical body. So our physical bodies are an essential source of wisdom. Okay, and when we choose to pay attention to them, so most of us go through our days lost in our heads or in our thoughts, We tend to ignore some bodily sensations and we focus on our work or our inner world. And in addition to that, HSPs and empaths are known to have a rich inner life. So it becomes easier for us to ignore our body's wisdom. Okay, I'm going to recommend that you start to pay attention to what your body is telling you. It is your key to well-being. A simple example is if you're feeling hungry, then your body is telling you something, right? So you can take a look. Instead of saying, I'm hungry, I'm going to eat. Check in. Did you eat what your body needed today? Are you dehydrated or are you really hungry? Is that true hunger or do you just need to take a break? Are you hungry for food or are you hungry for connection? Are you hungry to feel better, right? So hunger is a signal to pay attention, but it may not mean that you need to eat. But it is saying to you, that pay attention, your body's telling you something. Listen to your body for the emotion it communicates. Your body will tell you when you're stressed. We actually have physical responses to stress. Many times your heart rate will increase, your muscles tightened, like the story I talked about in the grocery store. Maybe your stomach hurts, right? When you're in that state, notice and make the changes necessary. Take some breaths, change your thought patterns, talk to a friend, do some things to allow you to be in a more aligned and calmer state. Try paying attention to when you're tired, hungry, thirsty, or feeling pain. Your body is communicating with you. Pay attention. When you receive a physical sensation, take a few moments and check in to see what your body is telling you. So some people use pain, the word pain as an acronym. So pay attention inward now. That's what pain is. Your body's communicating to you. Don't ignore it. So then I want to talk about anger. Okay, so a lot of times we can feel frustration and anger 
And underneath the anger is another emotion. So underneath the anger, there can be a sense of I'm feeling lack of control or feeling um, helpless. It could be a defense mechanism, right? So anger is something that we're not taught to process, right? And especially females are taught that anger is not, not something that you are allowed to have. So I'm not saying that anger is not true anger. What I'm saying is anger is actually an emotion that's like a defense, right? And there can be some other underlying emotions underneath the anger. So if you're feeling like irritable, I'm not talking about rageful, right? I'm talking about like that irritation, you have this pent up anger, frustration, you can actually use your body, right? Use the kinesthetic to help release the anger. And if you're not sure how to do this, I'm going to go through a list of some things that you can do to process this and release it from your body. Okay. So first notice that you're angry, irritable, frustrated, right? And one of the things is you can throw things in a safe way, right? So what if you went outside um, where no one will get hurt and threw some stuffed animals, right? And threw your frustration into them. Stuffed animals against your fence safely, please, okay? Or if you went to a place that, uh, you know, those tennis courts that have a wall that you can practice, like maybe you just threw the ball back and forth on the wall and imagine that your stress and tension was going into that ball and leaving your body, right? So whatever you do, imagine, you know, using your brain that you imagine the anger is being thrown out of your body, okay? Another suggestion is to scream. Okay. So um, of course I'm going to recommend you scream in an empty room, not direct the scream at anyone else. Cause this is not meant for you to take your anger out on someone else. It's to get that frustration out of your body right? So that's what I'm talking about. Some people will punch a pillow, right? Um, Imagine again that the anger is leaving their body. They can stomp their feet, right? It's actually stomping that out, doing some physical exercise, right? Going for a run, cycling, and like that kind of repetitive exercise, right? And imagine as you're engaging in that, that that stress, that worry is leaving your body. And so once you release that initial emotion of anger, maybe you'll notice something else underneath, right? It might be disappointment or hurt. Okay, then you can start to work with that emotion. Another suggestion is using some essential oils, right? So as an HSP and empath, you can use your sensitivity to your advantage, right? So essential oils are not a substitute for everything, okay? (laughs) But they can be like a supportive thing for you, right? So, you know, one of my favorite ones that I can suggest is lavender, right? If you can find a good quality lavender or chamomile, you know, that helps, helps with the calming. I love any kind of grounding blend. I use that especially these days every day, right? All I'm saying is find a good quality one that you're okay putting onto your body, right? And what you're okay breathing in because we don't want to add more stress or add more toxins to our body. Okay, you can diffuse it in your room. You can, if it's safe, you can wear like a perfume. Um, and you know, some of them are, are labeled as safe to ingest. Just don't overdo anything, right? So it's all about just doing a little bit to help support. And one last suggestion is to access and channel your creativity. So your default when you're not feeling great, when you're feeling stressed might be just to, maybe it's to numb with food or use alcohol or some other things like TV or 
Who knows, right? What if instead you you use that and creatively expressed what you were feeling, the frustration you're feeling, right? And it doesn't matter what the result of your creativity is. You can do things like draw, paint, color, make a collage, you know, be creative. Play with the medium that you choose. Don't worry about the end result. Use the creative tool to have fun and to release the emotions from your body. Okay. So according to Dr. Gabor Matei, right, we store emotions in our body. It creates health issues, including anxiety, right? And he says a lot of stress and disease can be linked to childhood trauma, anxiety, and stress and unexpressed emotions. And I have a link to a video in which he talks about this on the topic if you want to learn more about what he says on this. And so, you know, some of these strategies are hopefully to help you. If you can just try one of these to help manage the emotions that come with the Corona Coaster, there are so many other ones. I wanted to make this a manageable, digestible so that you could try some. Just know that although things will not go back to the way they are, this change is not going to be forever, right? It's an opportunity to grow. And it doesn't mean that you have to be engaged in using this time to the fullest in every single moment. This is a long haul. We need to pace. You need to take your time. You know, you need to take good care of yourself. You need to connect with others, right? We are much needed now as HSPs and empaths. So you must work on your resilience. So one last thing, actually, and I didn't discuss this, is support, okay? If you need support, I'm going to encourage you to reach out and find support. Choose to invest in your mental health, right? So there are so many options out there. You can look and see who you connect with. That's that's what I, my main suggestion for you is that whatever you choose, choose to work with someone, choose to receive support from someone that you really feel connected with, okay? Where you feel heard. And I mean, if you would like to find out about working with me, I do a free 30-minute clarity session, okay? Where we'll discuss where you need support, what can help, and whether working together is a good fit. And that link will be available in the show notes. So whether it's me or someone else, having support is essential. Until next time, this is Kavita with the enlightened heart. We will dive deeper into the impact that being an HSP or empath can have on your life. Remember, you were designed this way on purpose by divine. If you have questions or challenges you want me to discuss on this podcast, you can email me at kavithalifecoach at gmail.com. Be well and take good care. Thank you for joining us for the Enlightened Heart Podcast. Remember, I will have all the resources I mentioned at theenlightenedheartpodcast.com. I'm your host, Kavita, and if you enjoyed this podcast, please take a moment to subscribe. 